This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pauze, and this is a fat-friendly space. Welcome to a special compilation episode of Friend of Maryland. Instead of a brand new show this week, what you're going to get are some highlights from some of the best interviews that have been done here at Friend of Maryland over the last couple of years. Enjoy! Joining me today is Atabule, a South African finance student who doesn't have time for bigotry. Thank you so much for coming on my show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So I have to say, just for the listeners, um, this interview is one of like the ones that I often love the most because uh, I stumbled across you on Twitter. Uh, someone I was following <laughs> yes. retweeted uh, a tweet that you sent out that was this really gorgeous uh, couple of pictures of you. Um, and I can't remember the exact caption, but it was something like, you know, that girl living her life or something. And you just looked so radiant and so happy in those photos that I immediately zoomed Thank in you. and contacted you and was like, oh, my goodness, come on my show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I really do. Uh, I'm very grateful that you were willing, willing to do this. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. Um, the caption was "Fat Girl Living Good" oh, because nice. I felt like I was actually living good at the time, so <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> and I mean, is that are those? Is that kind of a regular kind of post that you do in terms of you know showing yourself living good um, and identifying as a fat girl? Yes. Um, in December, I was um, in the coast here in South Africa, so I took some pictures in, like, a two-piece, something that I was told in the past that I could never wear because I was fat, mm. and um, I don't really remember what the captions of the pictures were, but I did post something of the similar kind because I do feel like I should be able to wear whatever I want and live however I want as a fat girl, so that was me. And I mean, what kind of responses did you get when you, you know, first started to do that? Um, when I first started, people would say things like cover up. You will get your um, handful of people who are very mean or say something uh. basically. But I feel like in the spaces I've created, especially on social media, there are a lot of accepting people and people 
who just feel like, or people who are fat like me, who feel like we should encourage each other to be and to wear whatever we want. So um, I'm very fortunate that I do have this kind of network of people around on my Twitter who won't exactly say anything mean. They are the outsiders, you know, when you're third-party followers who will say something that is, you know, a little offside. But um, generally, the feedback is really great. People are very positive. I think the only reason why you saw my post initially was because people are so positive and they retweet and they're very, like, nice and they say nice things. And self-acceptance is really important to you, isn't it? That's one of the things you feel really strongly about. Definitely. Um, I went through my entire life having been a chubby girl. And even though it's like chubby, just looking forward to kind of soften the whole fat thing just because everyone says such mean things. I grew up being fat and it was never anything that I did or that was my fault or how people would like comment about it. It was just the fact that I was born that way, literally. So I grew up being teased and being told all these negative and mean things. So it took a very long time for me to feel like I can love myself and to accept the fact that I will never be um, a slender person or a slim person or whatever I was comparing myself to or whatever everyone was comparing myself comparing me to. So it took a while for me to get to a place that I could accept and even post pictures of my body actually on social media or anywhere really. So it, it, it was very important for me to learn to accept myself and love myself the way that I am. And I mean, like when you think about, are you able to identify like what kinds of things kind of helped you along the way in that journey? Like whether it, you know, would be other people or, stuff online or, you know, music or anything like that? It would definitely be some music. Um, you know, there are songs that stand out like that Christina Aguilera song. I was very young when that came out, so it's one of those that did stand by me. And also um, just a lot of people who would kind of encourage other people not to comment or say anything about that people unless they're looking for your help or anything. I think, like I said, I do have a network of people around on my social media who identify as feminists, who identify as social justice warriors, hmm. um, who also teach me and um, I learn a lot from all of their comments about how to treat people. So I think just being able to accept other people the way they are kind of highlighted the fact that I need to be accepted the way I am and I need to accept myself first and foremost as well because there's nothing wrong with me. And those are such, those are such powerful messages. Um, and, yeah. And ones that are so often like denied to fat people, you know, like even in, Definitely. even in the more kind of, like the very in vogue, like body positivity, you know, kind of trend at the moment. There's all of this, you know, you, everybody's a good body and you should love yourself and stuff unless you're fat or unless you're too fat. Um, there seems to almost be kind of like a, you know, like a bar of you're allowed to be this That's fat, true. but That's, not anymore. Yes. That's true. There is, there is um, kind of like a disclaimer that comes with it. Or people will be told that they're glorifying obesity yeah. or, you know, all these 
unnecessary comments, whereas you don't even know the person's struggle, you don't know what they go through, you don't know whether they're trying to get to lose weight or anything, you don't know anything about them, so why would you put stuff out there that's so negative and so discouraging when you are trying to be body body positive? Why is body positivity only exclusive to certain people? So those are just questions that I also asked myself that kind of made me feel like, okay, I need to be a lot more vocal about um, being fat and being self-accepting and being very happy. Also, when people tell you, you're not that fat, or oh, where is the fat? Like that's, <laughs> that's not even necessary. Just allow me to identify the way I want to. And yeah, as long as I'm not asking for your assistance, you shouldn't really have anything to say. So um, I, I'm not sure if you uh, have looked at any of my photos since we've connected on Twitter, but um, I'm what what we would say like is I'm super fat, um, it, like okay. in, a, in in a way of like a designation of like I can't like I usually can't buy clothes in any store, even fat plus size stores because they stop before my body starts, um, and I've still <laughs> like my entire life, you know, in mixed company when I've called myself fat have people kind of like panic around me and be really quick to be like, no, 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 you're not fat. You're not fat. And it's ridiculous because there's not a single metric alive that where I wouldn't be considered fat. Um, Mm. Yeah. So that just made me think of that in terms of how, how often I get that. Um, And if I get that in my like super fatness, I can only imagine how often, you know, smaller fat people would get that as well. Yes, it's very weird how um, you could grow up in completely different worlds. I mean, you're from New Zealand, I'm from South Africa, but the messages and the comments that we get are so similar. Mm. The fact that you can even reach out to me when I'm on the other side of, like, the time zone. And um, you just see how we have to unlearn so much when it comes to fat people and how people have to actually start looking at themselves and start assessing what they've been saying and what they've been putting out there to all of us and to other people who are fat. And for you, what does that kind of look like in terms of just your day-to-day life? Like what are the ways that you um, engage in your, you know, fat positivity and self-acceptance? Um, a lot of um, my engagement when it comes to fat positive messages is actually online, but I've also learned that I've had to confront a lot of things when it comes to my family because I didn't always see that a lot of my insecurity came from the messages I was getting at home already. So imagine when it's not a good environment at home and then you have to go out. You already, I mean, my mom would say things about the way I'm dressed or about um, my size or anything like that before I even left the house and how on earth will I have a good day after that? So I think it had a lot of um, my fat positivity has like starts at home before it's even online. Actually, yeah, I'm a little, mis- yeah, I made a mistake there. It's actually at home before it's even online. I have to confront a lot of the things she says. I have to tell her that I am comfortable in the way I look, um, which is something that is very daunting to confront your own mom 
who's supposed to know best or your own mom who's supposed to encourage you no matter what or say that you look beautiful or tell you you look beautiful all the time where you have to say, look, I'm comfortable and you can't say anything about that and I'm leaving. I'm going to leave the house and act this and your opinion or whoever else's opinion does not matter to me. So it's, it's a very daunting thing to have to confront just that one person who's supposed to be so encouraging all the time and then go out into the world and then be at stairs or, you know, there's this fascination with fat people and eating where people don't understand why on earth you are eating. And you'll like look at their reactions and you'll think, but you get hungry, don't you? So would I not get hungry too? Like, doesn't make sense. So things like that, those are, a few things that I have to confront as a fat person who is trying to be positive um, all the time. It's incredibly brave and like life shifting to stand up to a parent in that way. Um, you know, because as you said, like they're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to kind of be like your cheerleaders and obviously, yeah. you know, don't know like the specifics with your mom, but like with my parents for a really, really long time, you know, we really struggled in, in aspects of our relationship because they couldn't kind of get past like, you know, what on, what online we would call like the health trolling or the can, you know, the concern, yeah. the concern trolls. Um, you know, oh. because, yeah, and, you know, I used to have these really long, like, difficult and painful conversations trying to get my dad to understand, because he'd be like, you know, mm. well, I'm just, you know, I want you to live a long, healthy life, and I want you to outlive me, and I have all of these fears because of, you know, what he's been taught to believe about the relationship between, you know, kind of body size and health, and, um, yeah, it's yeah. it's incredibly it takes a lot of brave bravery and it, you know, it, it's, it does. yeah, to have those conversations. So to hear that you're having them with your mom, like, yeah, that just, that makes me want to like reach out and hug you. And I'm not really a hugger, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had, I'm sure I've had similar, similar conversations. Um, and at the same time, it's so, like it's so incredibly important that we have those conversations with our family. Um, yes. You know, I I don't know what parts of Twitter you um, really engage in, but I one of the one of my favorite parts of Twitter is what is often referred to as Black Twitter, um, and that's mainly yeah. you know Black people in the states uh, and the Twitter that they've cultivated. And around the time of the election, or right after in the United States, I remember someone had a tweet about like. Um, you know, all these white people on Twitter complaining about like the racism that they experience, sexism that they see on their Facebook pages. And they're like, those are your people. Like, those are your family and friends. Like, talk to your yes. people. Why are you not speaking to them? Yeah. Yes. And that is so true. Yeah. And I mean, that, that, that stuck with me on a lot of different levels. Um, I've been trying to do a lot of anti-racist work in the last couple of years. Um, and so it struck me on that, but it also resonated with me around the fat stuff because I thought about like how many of us are having, are pulling up our friends and family, you know, when they say fat phobic bullshit, yeah. or having those difficult conversations with them, because that is where 
we should be starting, even though it's harder than the stuff that we might be doing to, to talking to strangers online? Yes, um, that's actually very true. I had a fight with my mom once. I have a cousin who's also always been fat, and um, she also kind of has an illness. I kind of forgot what it is, but she her weight is up and down all the time. So my mom made her feel bad once about the fact that she had lost weight since the last time we saw her, and now we saw her again, and then she had gained it back. Mm-hmm. And I said, you don't understand whatever it is she's going through. You don't understand the challenges of, firstly, her illness that she has, and secondly, the fact that she's fat in the first place. Um, just conversations like that and checking your parents first mm-hmm. and the people you have dinner with are so important, especially when you go out into the world, because how can we be angry that there are people who say these things out there when we're not even talking to them at home? So um I think it's important that you raise the whole racism thing because we've had a lot of issues just in South Africa um, in in terms of racism. And um, I always say to my friends who are white um, that if you're not speaking to your families at home, how do you expect me to speak to them? I can't go up to a white person who's being racist and then say, look, let's sit down and talk about why you're racist. Um, (laughs) That's not going to work. Firstly, I'm already offended and upset. So for me to come down and try to see their side is is highly unlikely. So it is important that we are talking to our families and telling them how they're making us uncomfortable in the first place so that they're not making anyone else uncomfortable. I think... It does work um, because repetition is so important. So I have seen my mom say, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that when she made a comment in passing about someone at the mall or anything. Um, So maybe something is happening even in these very difficult conversations that we're having. Yes, it is taxing to always teach people not to offend you, Mm -hmm. but maybe we're also saving someone else in the process. So, yeah, it is important. I'm glad that you did bring that up. Okay, now I just want to, like, keep talking to you for hours um, <laughs> about <laughs> this topic. Um, and I want to, like, talk to you about, like, you know, the the intersections that you experience, you know, as not only a, a fat yeah. woman, but a fat black woman. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, I hate to have to say this, we're so out of time. <laughs> We've gone way oh, over time, so even. <laughs> I'm so sorry you found a talker. <laughs> no, oh please don't don't ever apologize for talking, um, especially not to me. Um, oh goodness, Atubile, thank you so much for coming on the show and being willing thank first you, of all Kat. to accept my invitation. But this has been a really a really nice chat, and I think we talked about some some things that don't necessarily get talked about on the show very often. And for that, I'm really grateful. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated this. I think um, it highlighted a lot of things that I do go through and that a, a lot of things that other people go through. So I think it was very important. Mm, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Joining me today is Nermeen Nassef, the first and only plus-size blogger in Egypt. Nermeen, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. 
Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. So, Nermeen, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm uh, a bit after 35. I will not say how much, <laughs> but um, <laughs> at, about. <laughs> uh, I'm married. I have two kids. Um, I'm the I'm plus size blogger. I just I love fashion, makeup. Uh, everything concerned the fashion world, uh, accessories, everything to make the woman beautiful. I love it. And I mean, what kind of got you into like blogging specifically about plus size stuff? Well, uh, first, um, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I had a lot of free time, a little bit, and so my kids are a little. Um, so I had a little bit of free time to uh, search the internet for an inspirational um, uh, outfit. That led me led me to try to look for uh, women who are my size to see how they are implementing the fashion or oh. the new trend or the things that they want to wear. But I can't um, I can't get myself to wear it because I'm not convinced in myself that I can wear it. You know, I had a, a kind of zero self-esteem. So then um, I tried to, to search the Internet for um, uh, anything to inspire me to, to wear something different, to change my looks a bit, because it was going me crazy because I can't <laughs> find the real, the real stuff that I want. That's why I get got to know more uh, the world of plus size bloggers, and mostly in USA. Uh, especially, I started uh, with Mandy Allison from Stylish Curves. I was madly in love with her style. Still is. Uh, she's great, and I loved her style. I wanted to wear things like that she's like she's wearing. Uh, started looking at her uh, YouTube channel. And then she led me to uh, uh, Rianne Newman, uh, the stylist, and then one led to another, and then I re started reading the blogs, and the subject started reading about the trends, the new trends that can, the, uh, the plus size are actually implementing it. And suddenly something happened in my mind, it's like a light bulb. That, uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know the cartoons when Tom and Jerry are like playing with the, the things and I have a big idea? It's like, I found it. Uh, I, found me, I suddenly found that I can wear everything. Why do I have rules? Why do people and the society have rules for me? And I'm going on it and I don't why. I don't why I'm, I'm putting all the rules of myself. It's just like it, it's prisoning me in, in some cage, and I don't want to get out of it, although I have the key. It's so crazy that I was even uh, didn't think about it before. It's like we're raised to uh, like a simple idea that I can't wear white because just because I have, I'm a plus size and I have big size. Uh, and uh, exactly who said that? Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. uh, who is implementing this? Who is preventing it? Is the police going to arrest me if I wear a, a white pants? No one. <laughs> so that's why I tried. To, yeah, exactly. This is what happened in my mind.
that's why I try to read, try to read more and look more for pictures, for sites, for YouTube, everything, everything I can put my hands on. And then um, after all the information I gained, um, I thought, yes, I'm going to change, and I changed my, my mind first, and then my self-esteem started to raise bit by bit. Uh, and then I felt okay about myself. For the first time in my life, I felt okay. Um, I look in the mirror and I don't feel all the negative feeling that I had before. Uh, yes, I can wear stuff. Uh, but I had a, a minor problem that I'm wearing a scarf and I'm Muslim, so I have a little bit restricted uh, or restrictions on my uh, look, on my looks. And, and then, at this point, I thought about the other girls in my country who, who have the same problem, and they don't, and they have a, a zero self-esteem like me, and they also have the uh, the restricted religion uh, um, thing. What they're going to do? Uh, I thought that I'm going to implement all the um, and the trends and everything on myself with a twist. For, uh, to, to, uh, to cope me, to cope my life, to cope my society. Uh, so this is when I thought about, uh, starting a blog. I wanted to, 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 um, transfer all the information that I have, that, that I gained from everywhere to all the girls here to reach this point that I, that I, that I'm, uh, I'm it, um, uh, to, to reach this point that they feel okay about themselves when they look in the mirror. They feel they can live, even if they, I'm, I'm not tr trying to encourage them to be overweight or fat or anything, but to accept themselves and love themselves and love their bodies, and they can wear whatever they want with their bodies, but with small tricks. This is what I learned. So this is what I wanted to do on my blog, and hopefully I try to do it. I've been blogging for almost um, three years. Um, I think I'm, I got good attention from the girls here, and they all like it. Uh, try to explain the, um, the the trends more in their in, in our own language, and then I added English. So because I got uh, more traffic from other countries, I wanted them to understand it more. Uh, so, kindly, this is uh, the long version of the story. <laughs> but I needed to explain how I got to do a blog. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's incredible. So much of what you said was interesting, but I mean, one of those threads that I'd want to pull more and, and hear more about was you mentioning that because you're Muslim, you have additional um, kind of limitations in terms of how you yeah, present your exactly. body. So, I mean, what are some yeah, exactly. of the what are some of the things that you do to be able to, you know, engage in being a, you know, a, a fat person who enjoys fashion while also being um, aware and and considerate of those restrictions? Yeah, well, it um, uh, it doesn't can have much. Only not to like it's like not to wear shorts, for example. I mean. Things that are not, uh, and, and even uh, for me, sometimes I think that shorts are not a little bit um, um, uh, com com not comfortable. Um, 
nice on, on my body. I don't see it nice on my body, so I don't wear it. And it's also restricted on my religion. That's, that's a point, that's a thing. Um, the, 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 the very short uh, skirt, like for example, the tight, tight, tight mini skirts. Um, in, in general, you will, you will not find it flattering to, to my, to my body, for example, because I have big thighs. So it's, it, it's not flattering. So, so anyway, I was not going to, to, to do it. And, and still going, uh, with my, rest, the, the religion restricted. Um, um, something like, um, like, uh, thanks or, th- thanks or the cancels, uh, the bare, uh, totally bare hands, the bikinis, and although I want some, someday to wear a bikini, but only in, in, uh, in, and, and, uh, only women can see the bikini, not other, uh, sex male. So I, I will wear it someday. I'm, I'm going to break this rule and will wear it someday. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the only small thing, I tried it, I tried to cope with it. But as I told you before, I, I, I was taught from, from my mother and her mother and her, my grandmother that I can't wear white, white pants, especially pants because Pants and, and, and white will make me look bigger. Or oh, no, it won't. Even it will make me look bigger. I want to wear white pants. So the hell with it. I want to look bigger. <laughs> but I want to wear what I want. And, and, and stripe. And vertical and, and horizontal stripes. Uh, because I'm, because, and I was thought because, that because I'm fat, I, I would only wear horizontal stripes. No, I'm going to wear vertical stripes. I'm going to wear it. If you don't like it, I don't care. I'm going to wear it. I yeah, like I it. Think that's I'm a, going to wear it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a, yeah. a great way to yeah. be. So, Nermeen, you yeah. mentioned that, um, you know, as far as you know, you're the only plus-size blogger in, in Egypt. Yeah. Are there other yeah. the people, though, in Egypt that are active in like fat acceptance or fat politics or fat activism. Yeah, they they are active, but uh, they don't have blogs. I mean, right. I have uh, I have uh, we have here uh, some shops that sell um, plus size uh, clothes, and their um, owners are uh, interested in uh, um, in in the plus size fashion industry, uh, but they don't have blogs, they don't have um, much exposure as we want to. Uh, the, the options are a, a bit limited here. Um, I mean, they, they provide like the, their real essentials, like the jeans, the, um, the plus size jeans, and some plus size clothes, but, but they don't cover everything. I mean, we, we just want to have the shops, uh, everywhere. In, in every mall. We have like lots of malls, but all, a few, very few, um, shops that are concerned with the plus size fashion industry. I don't, I don't know why actually. I don't know the market. Maybe, although the, uh, most of the women here are 
really uh, on the plus size angle of the fashion industry. I don't. Uh, I think they are maybe focusing um, on the wrong direction, or maybe focusing on the girls, the younger girls, or the college girls. That I don't know. Really, I don't know why they do this. And and uh, I discovered that it's like this in everywhere. Everywhere they don't focus on the plus size, although they have lots of people. It's it's like uh, the m- mainly in some countries like Egypt here, it's the majority of the people are uh, tend to be a plus size, especially if you take it on the American or even the, the European size chart. They are on the plus size uh, angle. Uh, so why they don't focus on it, I don't know. But I'm uh, I'm the only one focusing in uh, and speaking about it. And I have subjects on, on my blog talking about being a plus size. How do you feel? I even uh, wrote um, a post about the mother of a plus size girl because mothers are really affecting um, the, the girl from, its, from our start. Uh, she implements ideas in her mind. So if she's convinced that her, her daughter is great and lovely and beautiful in her own way, she, uh, the girl will, will raise to be, to think that she's beautiful. She, she doesn't have to be skinny or a model figure to be beautiful. She's beautiful in her own way, in her own body. She should be, uh, she should be happy with her own uh, looks. <laughs> So I even have a, it's like, a, I called it a letter to a plus size mom. Maybe she will understand better to leave her daughter, um, think and wear whatever she wants and don't restrict her with all things that are not necessary. No, that sounds amazing. Uh, and, I mean, people who are listening yeah. that, you know, want to find that letter and, and find your blog, how do they find you? Oh, uh, it's easy. It's uh, it's called uh, kalbuza.wordpress.com. Kalbuza is called um, is um, K A L O O T Z A. I think I pronounced it right. Right. Yeah. No. That's uh, right. I I I send it to you and uh, uh, we will post it uh, later on maybe your site or some somewhere. It's called Kalbuza. It means um, a bit chunky in our language <laughs> word. In, yeah. A bit chunky. Yeah. It's, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I love it. If you go anywhere, and if you go anywhere in, in in Egypt, they will call you Kalbuza. <laughs> no, I love that, um, and I look forward to them calling me that when one day I make it out there <laughs> to hang out with you. Yeah, 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 you're most welcome to see the pyramids. I live in front of it. Oh, well, even better. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Nermeen. Yeah, um, a, a friend uh, with a site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm afraid we're, we've run out of time, but I'm really glad that you were able to come on the show, and I do hope that people will go uh, and find your blog and be able to read about um, the work that you're doing in Egypt and hopefully – Maybe this might inspire some other people in Egypt to start up plus-size blogs as well. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you.
Thank you. Thanks so much. I enjoyed talking to you and to you guys. Uh, um, I, I hope you and everybody listening to the to the show. Um, let's try to love ourselves, no matter how we look, how we uh, the color our skin is, the religion that we belong to. No matter what, we love ourselves as a human beings, without awesome. anything else. Thank you, Nermeen. Thank you so much, Kat. Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Maryland. Friend of Maryland is brought to you by Access Manitou 999 AM. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, please email us, friendofmaryland at aol.com. You can also find Friend of Maryland on Twitter and Tumblr. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.